Hello, everyone. My name is Teresa, and this is my podcast. Oh, you work in fashion? This is going to be my pilot episode where I try to explain how this project was born and what the idea behind it was. Um, so, yeah, let's start. First of all, let me introduce myself. As I said, my name is Teresa. I'm 23. I come from Northern Italy. And a little disclaimer, I really love talking about myself and like talking about what I think. And the people who know me know that really well and I appreciate them for bearing with me. <laughs> and in this podcast, I will try my best not to focus too much on myself because it's not about me. Uh, and also because I fear I will become like one of those wise straight men who think they're so unique and geniuses, but they're just like super self-centered and narcissistic, which I might be too, but uh, whatever. We're not here to talk about me apart from this little brief introduction. So let's rewind. Let's get back to me. I have a degree in fashion design. I got it last year. So in 2022, September 2022. And I studied at U of University in Venice, even though I never wanted to be a designer. So that's why during my uni years, actually during the third year, we have to do a compulsory internship. And I chose to do mine in Paris because the European Union offers a scholarship if you choose to do your internship and like somewhere else in Europe other than your own country. So I did my internship with a photographer that I hope I will have the honor of hosting here. And I think I will. And you will get to know her better. And I had a really fun time for five months. So yeah, during those five months, I got to know the city a bit. I went around a lot with my bike. And yeah, I really loved Paris already. Then I went back to Venice. I did my last six months of uni. I graduated. Then after that, I went to London for three months to do another internship, this time in styling. And then at the end of those three months, like it was December 2022, I had to decide what I wanted to do with my life. And I didn't have any more scholarships to go around the world. So I needed to decide what I wanted to do and Actually, I needed to find a way to earn some money because that's what you need to do to live. I know it's disgusting, but you got to do what you got to do. So I was like, you know what? In Paris, I had a good time. I had some friends already. I knew the city. So why not going back? And that's why I moved here in January 2023. I was really lucky. I found an apartment through a friend. So I feel really, really blessed because it was super easy. Yeah. So I moved here to start my career as a freelance styling assistant. And let me tell you, it was fucking hard. <laughs> oh boy, it was hard. Um, yeah, I had no idea about anything, bureaucracy. I just went with it because I, I had a lot of motivation. I had a lot of passion. I was like, let's try. I have to do whatever it takes to try this career. And it wasn't easy at all. What was difficult for me was the fact of never having the certainty that you will get a job because, you know, you're a freelance. You have to look for your jobs. You have to send out so many emails without any response. So it can be quite frustrating. I also like 
you never know if you will have enough money to go on with this career. Of course, I, I was very lucky. I was supported by my parents and I still am. And if everything goes wrong, I know they have my back. I know they're ready to support me. So that's something I'm really, really grateful for. It was also a new city for me. I had a couple of friends, but not too many. So yeah, it's not that easy to make friends. It was very different from my uni years, of course, because you get to meet a lot of people in university. But then when you work, you meet a lot of people too, but it's way different because you just meet them for one day or two max. And that means that you don't get to build a, an actual relationship, an actual friendship with them. You just talk a bit about very stupid stuff. And then it, the day ends, the job ends, and then it's over. You didn't really make new friends. So not easy, not easy for me. But I did push through. Back in June, was it June, was it May? I, I don't really remember. But I had the opportunity to work on this commercial job that lasted two days instead of just one, which is quite rare. I mean, it's not like it's rare, but I'd never had one like that before. And I started seeing that working two days instead of just one made a huge difference in terms of friends making <laughs> if we can say so. So I was already starting to get a bit more confident with the people I was working with. We got to make some jokes. So I really understood that it's the time that also makes a difference. It's not just me. It's not my fault. <laughs> And that's when I started to have this idea about making a podcast. First of all, I'm, I'm a people person and I love talking, like having deep conversations with people with my friends. So that's why I was quite frustrated because you never get to do this while you work. <laughs> well, of course, you're there to work, not to have a chat with friends. And that's why I had this idea. I was like, you know what? I'm sure these people I'm working with have a lot to say and have maybe they've been through some stuff that I've also been through and we can relate and we can feel, you know, a bit better because we share the same worries, the same yeah, the same experiences. So if I can find the time to talk to them while I'm working, I will find the time. I will make it and I will make a podcast about it because <laughs> I'm sure it can be also interesting for other people who know nothing about the fashion industry, but maybe they're curious because I know the media representation of fashion, of the fashion industry shows mainly the bad parts, the bad sides about this industry. They exist, I'm not gonna lie. It can be really hard. There's some mean people, very self-centered. But at the same time, I feel like sometimes it's just made of stereotypes, you know? We've all seen The Devil Wears Prada and Emily in Paris, and we all think that people in fashion are just like that. They're just like uh, Miranda Priestly. <laughs> They're mean and crazy. Oh, don't be ridiculous, Andrea. Everybody wants this. And again, they can be, but there's also many other people that are trying to make the industry better. So I want to see what other people who work in the industry think about this. And to give an honest and authentic insight of what it really feels like to work in this industry. And actually, going back to Emily in Paris, <laughs> let me tell you this little fun fact. When I had to decide how to call this podcast, the first idea that came to my mind, it was super silly looking back at it. I wanted to call it Emily in Paris, but make it real or something like that, like maybe if Emily in Paris was honest, 
Because, you know, Emily in Paris is known worldwide. It's been talked about a lot. So it gives a clear idea of the thing I want to talk about, you know. You, you start from a very clear point in your mind. But then I was like, you know what? I don't even like Emily in Paris that much. I don't even finish it. I, I don't care about it. And I don't want to be tied to it with my podcast. So, yeah. Uh, very silly. Here we are with this new name, which I hope will work better. <laughs> Talking about the specifics of this podcast, how often will it come out? Okay, so I will try to do my best to have one episode out every two weeks. But let me do a little disclaimer. Nothing, nothing in this industry is ever certain so everything is so last minute like very last minute and and i'm sure my guests will be talking about this more deeply because like it's really crazy but i will do my best i promise to be organized and try to be prepared and to have the episodes prepared in advance so that i can be consistent because that's something i really want but if not i'm sorry already and i blame it on the fashion system <laughs> Before ending this little pilot episode, which I hope wasn't too boring, I hope you could bear with me, <laughs> I want to read a little excerpt from an article which I found really, really interesting by a fashion journalist and critic called Eugene Rapkin. This article was published, I think, like one year ago on the platform High Snobiety. The article is called Read This Before You Decide You Want to Work in Fashion. I'm reading this because I feel it expresses really well the way most people who work in fashion feel about this industry. And this is something I will discuss with my guests. Without any further ado, let me read you the excerpt I chose. Fashion is like high school, but with $1.5 trillion at stake. There are the popular kids, the jocks, the cheerleaders, the nerds, the shippish outsiders. The entire industry that employs designers, creative directors, models, celebrities, public relations firms, editors, influencers, show producers, photographers, stylists, makeup artists and hairstylists, and the armies of assistants and interns that support them runs on insecurity. Dealing with unhealthy doses of narcissism with big and fragile egos is part of this work. Fashion comes with various forms of abuse, mostly emotional and, as we are now witnessing, sexual, from people desperate to hold on to whatever modicum of power they possess. In fashion, rampant drug use, long working hours, immense pressure and equally immense privilege make for a toxic mix of general nastiness, the contents of which, racism, sexism, body shaming, all kinds of abuses of power, are now being dredged up after years of being swept under the rug. And yes, I have met the most wonderful people through my work too. People who are kind, gracious, passionate and incredibly creative who love fashion despite all its drawbacks. What I love about these people is that they are misfits like me. They are the former artistic kids who were bullied in high school, the ones who refused to grow up. They are the cultural minorities who view aesthetic expression as a form of escape. The goths, the punks, the emos, the all-round creative class. They are the queers who have been showed by this society into work that was not deemed serious, until it became serious and the suits moved in, as they always do when they smell money. 
They are the aspirational class, the immigrants, the expats, the minorities, the restless souls, with the kind of passion that often comes from desperation and the desire to make something out of nothing. So, yeah, I think this article expresses quite well the contrast between the struggles we have to deal with on a daily basis and the passion that allows us to actually face them. So it can be really tough to make your way into the industry, not knowing who you can trust. And if people just want to take advantage of you or if you should trust them. But then working in this industry also allows you to meet such a base number of people that it's statistically impossible not to meet the amazing people too. And they are so full of ideas and energy that you will end up almost forgetting about the bad sides of this industry. On a final note, I hope that this podcast will allow me to talk openly about the emotional impact that fashion can have, as well as shed some light on the unwritten dynamics and the many different jobs, which can be often charged with confusion and prejudice too. I hope I managed to make you curious with this pilot episode, even though I can actually be quite confused sometimes, but, you know, I'm just a girl. <laughs> all I have left to do is thank you for listening to my confused rambling all the way up to this moment and to invite you to keep listening to the next episodes that will come out soon to get to know some very fascinating people. Thank you again and talk to you soon. Bye!